ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 225th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, and event of the week that I attended. Also, we'll be joined later by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine, who is out in San Francisco covering Super Bowl 50. So we will uh, get into that as soon as A.P. joins the show in about 10, 15 minutes. And speaking of the Super Bowl... One thing that is happening the night before, tomorrow night, is the Golden State Warriors hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder in what should be one of the marquee games of the year, and that leads right into my highlight of the week, which was watching Steph Curry drop 51 on the Washington Wizards the other night. He started off with a memorable first quarter of raining down threes. And just kept it up throughout the game. And uh, it is just something special going on watching both him and his team uh, just put on a nightly show, basically, or a game-by-game show uh, that is looking to break the record, the all-time record of wins of 72, set by the Chicago Bears. Bulls, excuse me, not Bears, thinking about that show last night, the Chicago Bulls in the mid-90s. And uh, these guys are rock stars. There's no other way to say it, and nobody's bigger right now in the world of sports, Super Bowl excluded, than Steph Curry. Uh, it was evidenced yesterday when uh, President Obama welcomed the Golden State Warriors to the White House, given they were in Washington to play the Wizards the other night. And uh, it was obvious that uh, President Obama, who was honoring them for last year's championship, is clearly a fan, as he showed when when he was talking about Curry clowning, and uh, it was just great stuff. Um, What they're doing is just now appointment television, and kudos to... The NBA and the broadcast partners, TNT, ESPN, ABC, for basically, it seems these days, showing just about every one of their games. And, uh, you know, when they're on, you got to watch. Uh, it's very rare that a sports team just reaches the level that they're at right now, where it's just a nightly show, and there's just nothing like it. It's the best thing going in sports. One of the smartest moves I've made all last year was 
after they won about 10 or 12 in a row to open the season. Figured I would check and see when they were playing the Celtics in Boston. I saw that they were playing them in game number 24. So I, uh, I got myself a ticket and ended up going to the game, and it was just spectacular. Uh, I simply had to see Steph Curry and this team in person at their peak. And I certainly got to see that as they rolled into Boston uh, with the longest winning streak in the history of the NBA to start the season. It was game number 24. They won that night in double overtime and uh, and then, of course, lost the next night in Milwaukee to end their streak. But uh, so I got to say, uh, I, I can always say I saw the last game of their record winning streak to open the season. And again, uh, Every time I watch them now on TV, I have a certain uh, extra level of appreciation, having seen the uh, you know seen the circus come to town, and uh, and it was awesome that night. I'll never forget the warm-ups of all things, where uh, literally you know thousands of fans were there for the warm-ups just to watch Steph Curry as he dribbles the two balls. And again, uh, I've seen a lot of defending champions. Uh, come to town in all different sports, but I've never seen anything like that. And the buzz and electricity in the garden that night uh, was just off the charts. So, again, highlight of the week, just watching Steph Curry, especially in the first quarter the other night, just training threes from uh, so far beyond the three-point line. It just doesn't even seem real half the time and it's just nothing but net he uh he swishes like no other that's for sure my low light of the week an event of the week that i attended was the bruins maple leafs game at the same garden on tuesday night and the bruins again gave up a two-goal lead this time in the third period to lose in overtime at home, in the garden. Uh, weird year for the Bruins, who, let's not forget, just a few short years ago in 2011, won the Stanley Cup. A couple of years later, they were right back in it against the Chicago Blackhawks, had that lead at the end of the game, and then the Blackhawks scored twice in the final minute or so to uh, snatch the Stanley Cup right away there in the garden. Uh, but the Bruins have given up a number of, of two goal leads this year, but I don't know that any was uglier than the other night where uh, they come out right off the bat in the third period of a 1 1 game, scored two goals 26 seconds apart, and basically they and the crowd thought the game was over and they had won. The Leafs are not a very good team. And next thing you know, the Leafs tie it, goes into overtime, and uh, Scored the winning goal just a few minutes in, and that was that. What was really strange about it was just uh, the inevitability of it all. Uh, as soon as Toronto scored the game winner in overtime, I mean, everybody just got up, walked out of the garden, of course. The game was over, but it was just so much like a fait accompli, and... Nobody seemed to be complaining. Again, it just almost seemed to be a feeling of inevitability that they were going to lose the game after having given up the third period two-goal lead. And 
They have a woeful home record as well. I think they're like 11 and 13 at home. Very bizarre in and of itself. And uh, so just very, very strange evening and just heading out of the garden that night. There was hardly any grumbling. It was just uh, this strange dynamic that I haven't seen at the garden in a while. Uh, of almost expecting the Bruins to lead, to lose, be it you know the two goal lead combined with the awful home record that they have this year, and uh, just very very strange uh, for my per- first Bruins game of the year uh, to see that happen uh, and see all the warts exposed in one game uh, was strange. And speaking of strange, my bizarre story of the week was Johnny Manziel again involved in a a murky situation with his girlfriend uh, or ex-girlfriend, not sure exactly what. And it just doesn't seem to end with this guy, but now it's reaching really uh, <clears throat> alarming, alarming uh, levels. In fact, they're just flashed a... A quote from his father that if we don't get him help, he may not see his 24th birthday. That's about as alarming as it gets. Um, Yet, despite what the girl said about potentially him hitting her, uh, the Dallas and or Fort Worth police are not charging him. He's not, uh, so he's not facing any charges for allegedly hitting his ex-girlfriend last Saturday. Uh, so the whole thing is just very strange. You throw in his father's quote that again just flashed on the screen moments ago on ESPN Sports Center, and just heard a report within the hour that his agent is apparently uh, ending the relationship, parting ways. Uh, that's not something you see every day. An agent basically firing his his client who is uh, high-profile, to say the least. So the whole thing is really, really uh, going next level from what we've been seeing, and we've been seeing a lot, quite the track record here, and uh, see how it all unfolds. But clearly, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's reached DEFCON 4, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see what develops. Um, and there's now... Uh, we're getting ready for our break here, but uh, where we're going to discuss the Super Bowl with uh, A.P. Stedham, our weekly call-in expert who was out in San Francisco. And speaking of the Super Bowl, I have uh, been busy writing a lot of articles for NFL Player Engagement, which is uh, the website is NFLPlayerEngagement, one word, dot com, and did an article a few weeks back on Cam Note. Newton getting his Auburn degree, and we all can't wait to see what he's going to uh, do on Sunday. Also did a story on uh, Chicago Bears Director of Player Engagement, Jerry Butler, uh, holding a rookie success program and presenting uh, the Bears rookies with diplomas. And then just uh, this week, did a story on Cleveland Brown, Andrew Hawkins, pursuing his master's degree in sports management at Columbia. So good reading and a good lead-in to uh, the NFL and the Super Bowl. 
And now let's take our break. And next up again will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, live from San Francisco. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who is out in San Francisco covering Super Bowl 50. And A.P., uh, be glad you're there, not here, because we are getting a significant snowstorm here in Boston, and... uh, here we go again. It was Super Bowl weekend last year when uh, the record snows began, and here we are again. So I hope this is not going to be a repeat performance. <laughs> I hope so. Now, I hope so, John. Now to you. That's, that's terrible to have so much snow right now. It really is. We're up to six, seven inches. I just finished shoveling before the show, and uh, it just keeps coming down uh, hot and heavy. And uh, But... Let's talk about better venues than Boston on this day, which is obviously San Francisco and Super Bowl 50, and it looks like you must be having just a terrific time out there. There's so much activity. I'm sure it's just dizzying, and uh, how, how's it going? Yeah, it really is, John. Uh, the started off the first day, they had media day, and that was um, quite like the circus being in town. There were the people at the podium, and if, 
with a quarterback or a head coach, it's very difficult to get close to them, especially the quarterback. The, the head coach, the, the crowd kind of dissipated near the end of the session, the one-hour session. Uh, if it was uh, Peyton Manning or Cam Newton, there was a throng of media people that uh, must have been seven or eight deep. So unless you were up front and posted up there like a statue an hour before, you really didn't have a chance uh, on that day. And then all the other players, what they did, John, was they were just roaming around the the, uh, the floor of the Itaki Arena where the San Jose Sharks play their, their, their games at the SAP Center. So if you found the person initially, it was best to stay with them because if you, you, you left, you might have might lose them forever in, in the maze of people. So uh, it, it was good. I got I got to speak to mostly everybody I needed to on Monday except one person. But uh, I got caught up with, with that, the, those people on Wednesday because it was a little more organized. They had a podium, plus there were the tables uh, where you could sit around three or four people at a time and just chat with the players. So I think Wednesday was a better session for me particularly. But it's always nice to meet that media day. You run the people across the country. You don't have a chance to see throughout the year. And all the fans were, were there on Monday. They paid tickets to sit and watch the media talk to the players. I know. I know. They started that a couple of years ago. And, of course, the interesting thing about media day was it was at night this year for the first time ever. And, you know, I watched it live and, you know, I think they called it Super Bowl opening night, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, they did a, the, the Golden Gate Bridge thing where they had the players walk out and be introduced and then, you know, descend down to the floor for the, what was the typical media day type activities. You know, the high profile players with booths. And yes, watching I Was Thinking of You because... The, that was as big a crowd around Peyton Manning. They were the first ones out. Uh, and then Pey- later Cam Newton, as I've ever seen around any player media day, which is just astounding when you think about it. Uh, so, But, you know, I liked what I saw. It looked like really a, a gala event and, you know, up a level from anything we've ever seen before. Yeah, it was now a little bit different from the one in New Jersey that I had attended uh, years ago. And like I say, as long as I was able to spot the person initially, the interviews were fine. It's just if you had to look around the arena and catch up with them, it was difficult. So uh, I was able to get some good interviews through the players uh, and talk to some coaches, too, because the coaches were actually, the assistant coaches were were sitting uh, in the stands. And you can go up there and talk to them. And actually, uh, I had a question for John Elway. I was able to get a question about uh, former Alabama guard John Elway. I mean, former Alabama guard Evan Mathis to John Elway. So that was that was good. Oh, that's great. Yes, uh, I've been to four or five media days myself, and uh, there's really nothing like it. And so I can only imagine that a media night, a media day at night, would have even been up a level. Uh, clearly on a much grander scale. And yes, that, that what you say is, uh, you know, brings back just fond memories of like, you know, when you're walking around, it's often at the stadium. So on the floor of the football field, there's just, uh, every time you look up, there's, you know, players that you can talk to. And then yes, the assistant coaches and some of the players typically are just sitting in the stands and 
very approachable and, you know, the opportunity for, you know, just a, a really good discussion with maybe just one or two other media members there, if not even a one-on-one. So it's a great setup. It's an hour to be treasured, to say the least. Uh, so I, I'm glad you got to go. And, and it looks like you took the media bus down from uh, San Francisco to San Jose. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. The, the media center is at Moscone Center West, and on uh, on the, that particular uh, uh, Monday, it was in the evening session, so that was very, very easy. We had a police escort, so that was fun. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, how many buses were there? I'm guessing a few. Oh, there, there, yeah, there must have been. Initially, John, I took the first one at 2.30, I believe. It must have been five or six buses at that time. And they had maybe eight or ten highway patrol members on their motorcycles, and they stopped traffic at all the exits, and actually on the highway itself, so we could have an open lane, and it's about a fifty-mile ride or so. A veritable fleet of buses, shall we say? <laughs> and yeah, hey, you must be getting used to that. You and I had the pleasure of getting the uh, riding the media buses. Uh, from Scottsdale out to University of Phoenix Stadium for the uh, national championship game a few weeks back between uh, where Alabama defeated Clemson. So, yeah, I'll tell you, nothing like a, uh, you know, a police escort for the for the media trek. And uh, but that's great. Um, yeah, San Jose, an hour away, I'm sure. And, you know. It must be pretty crazy out there with just traffic, people. How, how, how's the scene out in San Francisco? Yeah, there's, there's quite a few people showing up now down in Denver, fans coming into town. Quite, uh, I saw quite a few, and then, of course, the Carolina people will be right behind them, I'm sure. Uh, but the traffic, you try, to, you try to get to whatever venue or activity as early as you can, find a parking spot, let's say, and, and just... Uh, let, it, let the vehicle sit and, and get to that spot and enjoy yourself. Uh, for instance, like the media center, Radio Road, John, there must be, I don't know, it's got to be over 100 and something radio shows there. There's just so many I've never seen. I've never seen such a group of people in, in one spot involved with radio, and there's all kind of interviews being done. So it, it's fun. Yes. Well, there really is nothing like Radio Row. I mean, uh period. And I'm sure you know this, but as a veteran myself of uh, half a dozen or so radio rows where I've actually broadcast this show from uh, on a few occasions at past Super Bowls, uh, Friday afternoons on Radio Row is the peak. That is when it is absolutely, utterly, uh, you know, packed with just the biggest of the biggest names in obviously football, but sports in general, celebrities. I know that in most every year I've ever done it, Adam Sandler and Kevin James are usually patrolling Radio Row on Friday afternoon. I remember one year, Kurt Schilling, which is kind of odd since he, kind of interesting in that he lives in here in my hometown of Medfield, Massachusetts, and there he was on Radio Row, and it just goes on and on and on, and of course, just you know, nonstop current and former players. Uh, there's just really nothing like Radio Row, and there is most definitely nothing like Radio Row 
on a Friday afternoon. So don't know where your plans are, but if you're available to get to Radio Road today, uh, I'm sure you would enjoy it. It is, again, they all turn out on Friday afternoons, no doubt about it. Yes, it was fun just just to walk up and down and watch the different interviews and and see who was uh, available for interviews. And so it, it was a great day when I was there, just taking a few moments out from my writing and, and you know, taking care of my story. Yeah, it brings new meaning to the phrase "you never know who you're going to bump into," because when you're <laughs> when you're on Radio Row, you literally are bumping into people. Uh, famous people just literally every couple feet. There's no other way to say it. So, uh, yeah, I, good for you. I think it just sounds awesome. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about Wednesday. So Wednesday, was that a press conference at a t- at the team hotel? What, what they did on Wednesday, John, was, believe it or not, we had to take the media bus at 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my. So I was up before the birds and uh, anybody else that day to make that schedule and we drove down another police escort through town and uh, we first went to the Denver Hotel which is in San Jose and they had a makeshift tent set outside huge tent with all the players where they held their their media day on Wednesday and we were there for one hour and they were transported to the hotel for the Carolina Panthers, which is in Santa Clara, so it's about 10, 12 miles away. And that was actually um, uh, in uh, the San Jose, like a convention center. And so we, that was a better, I think that was a better facility. It was, it was, a, well, it was warmer, and <laughs> it was inside, it was bigger. But both sessions, like I say, were much more, you, you were able to approach the players because they were set at a table, one table, player if they weren't at a podium and so you just sit around and chat like you had a, a dinner having dinner or lunch and I like that much better oh absolutely more quieter yeah yeah I, they do that for at NFL annual meeting which is the owners meeting but they also do an AFC coaches breakfast and an NFC coaches breakfast on separate days where each coach just sits at a table and the media is just free to go up and sit down and chat with them and it's just awesome uh, it's the best circumstance, so it sounds like it was pretty much identical to that. Yeah, yeah, I like that much better, John. And and you have to sit down and talk with the player, just discuss anything. And and they were kind of more comfortable because they were sitting down; they didn't have to stand on their feet. I think they appreciated the fact that they had some time to rest instead of just standing there giving interview after interview. No doubt about it. Uh, that's great. Well, and I'm sure it was pretty cold out there bright and early in the morning. What time was it? 8 a.m. Pacific time uh, when you did the first one outside in the tent? Uh, yeah, I think it was in the 8.15, 8.30 range. Uh, they kind of a little bit late getting there. But, yeah, so it was, it was a little uh, nippy inside that tent, but it, it was fine. It was just fine. That's good. Well, it reminds me of one of my favorite phrases, having been to San Francisco many times, uh, from Jack London, I believe, the famous author, where he said the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, great city, great great weather, but uh, hey, it can get cold there, no doubt about it. Yeah, my daddy said never go to San Francisco without your top coat. He was right. 
after <laughs> good advice from your father and uh AP so great to talk to you and get your perspective uh live from the scene of Super Bowl 50 in both uh San Francisco probably the, in my mind the greatest city in the United States and then uh pretty cool that you know I didn't realize that both teams are staying in Silicon Valley within a few minutes of Santa Clara, which is where the actual stadium, Levi Stadium, where the 49ers play is located. So uh, covering a lot of geography there, that's for sure. Oh, yes. You, you get your fill of uh, the California highways, and but it's nice to relax on the, on the drive, John. You don't have to do that yourself. So I, I really have enjoyed being on the bus and just sitting there relaxing as we've you know, taken those media events. Oh, absolutely. And you're probably uh, you're driving past some of the most famous companies in America and Silicon Valley. I know when I was out there uh, back in the day, went to like, you know, the campuses of, you know, Google and Apple and on and on and on. And it's just, it's awesome. It really is. Uh, it's exciting. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, it sure is. And, and I always love being in California and in San Francisco. I've visited. Uh, no place like it. California is fabulous. Well, we've come to the end of our first segment. Lots of great information, AP, and I know you're sticking around and you have lots more great information, but let's take our break from now and we'll get back to uh, you live from California after this break. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at Voice America TRN or twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one. 
or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., it sounds like you've had quite a week already out in San Francisco, and it's only Friday. So I'm sure in some ways the best is yet to come. So how does your schedule look here for the next few days? Yeah, tomorrow, John, there's a party at noon, the Lee Steinberg party, the agent. He's having a star-studded gala, so I'm going to get up early and uh, be in town for that event and then have to trek over uh, for the NFL Honors red carpet uh, show that's going to be like 2.30 Pacific time. That'll be a couple hours. People will be um, strutting down the red carpet and probably get some interviews there. Then the program is on, on television, CBS, uh, at 5 Pacific time. So the main interest I have in that story, I mean, that show is the announcement of the Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees around 6 p.m. Pacific time. We announced that class of 2016. And some of the people uh, are up for that. You know, Morton Anderson, the kicker, and Tony Dungy, Terrell Davis, Dan Coriel, uh, Marvin Harrison, Kevin B. Brett Favre, John Lynch, Edgar and James, Terrell Owens, Orlando uh, Pace, and Kurt Warner. And then for me, it's Ken Stable. He's one of the uh, senior finalists. So I'm, I'm waiting that that, uh, that moment, hopefully. And they'll see fit to let the old left-hander in. And it's in the Bay Area where he played in Oakland, and that would be great. And, you know, and one of the contributors uh, who's a finalist is Eddie DeBarlow Jr. So two big names from the Bay Area could get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, also Terrell Owens, of course. Well, certainly that's always, uh, in my mind, the highlight of Saturday uh, is the Hall of Fame selections and... Being from Pittsburgh, I can't help but throw in that two other nominees are their offensive guard, Alan Fanica, a tremendous player, and also Kevin Green, linebacker slash defensive end. And, uh, you know, uh, I think they both have a shot, uh, but it's quite a list of uh, 15 nominees to get in. And yes, Ken Stabler, we've talked about it on the show a few times. I really think the whole country is probably rooting for Ken Stabler to get in, uh, you know, given that he died a few months back. And uh, then they had that great show on NFL Network, Football Life on Kenny Stabler. And uh, he was beloved. And then the news comes out this week that uh, he apparently had uh, CTE. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Ken Stabler is... Uh, Prominent, prominent name who, again, you know, was in the news this week, as I said, and uh, I hope he makes it. I don't think I'm alone. Yeah, I think so, John. I happened to speak to maybe six to nine of the Pro Football Hall of Fame committee members, and all of them have given me the thumbs up. So I'm, I'm really, um, you know, quite confident that he's going to be inducted. It's like I've said many times, it's a bittersweet moment. His family is here, and they're waiting to knock on the door on Saturday. And and I know it's it's not the best situation, but it's it can kind of put an exclamation point on his career. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, let's not forget where the Super Bowl is, which is obviously in the Bay Area. And San Francisco is right across the bay from Oakland. And uh, Oakland is where, of course, Kenny Stabler made his name. There was never, don't know that there was ever a better match of a, of a player and a team than Kenny Stabler and the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. Uh, they, a marriage made in heaven. They were born to be together. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, I, I, I'm glad to hear what you said about, you know, uh, the voters you've talked to. Uh, or given the thumbs up, uh, it feels like the time is right. I just think uh, I tend to agree, you know, that I just think uh, the time is right for him to get in, and and I think he's going to get in. Uh, he's up against just, you know, as far as the, uh, you know, what's called senior finalists. There's just Kenny Stabler and Dick Stanfell, a guard, for the Detroit Lions and the Washington Redskins in the 1950s. So, uh, you know, we all know how this works very often. Uh, you know, who you're up against, at the, you know, at a given, in a given year is often, uh, you know, a factor. And there's just not a lot of senior finalists this year, which is another, you know, indicator that this might be the right time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The, the timing is right, and Kenny's always known for dramatic endings, and, and I guess this is his most dramatic one that spurs him into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, you mentioned the NFL honors. <coughs> Excuse me. That just started a couple of years ago and, you know, has taken on really uh, – you know, a tremendous high profile in just a few short years. Uh, I was reading this morning that, you know, it, it's now kind of the event of Super Bowl weekend. And, you know, given that it's the award show, it's the best of the best. Like, uh, you know, the players that are there are just, uh, you know, the ones who have had the best years, therefore the most famous players, the best players. And I can only imagine that that red carpet especially given that it's going to be, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, uh, Pacific time is going to be really, really just something to see. I had the pleasure of being, uh, seeing it down in New York a few years ago when the Super Bowl was there. And, you know, it's like Oscar night or something. Uh, you and I have been on the red carpet at the NFL draft, which is great. That's where you and I first met, as a matter of fact. Uh, but there's nothing. Uh, but, you know, it's not on the level I don't think of the red carpet for, uh, you know, the NFL honors night. No, no, I don't think so, John. It's like the current players, the best of the best, and then it's the NFL royalty, the former players of the past. So I'm, I'm looking forward to not only seeing the award winners and potential award winners on the red carpet, but also the, the fabulous players from yesteryear. Yeah, I mean, I would just put it this way, you know, and royalty is indeed the perfect word. You know, when you and I have been on the draft red carpets uh, a couple times down outside Radio City Music Hall, you know, there's an occasional player who you have to say, you know, or ask, who's that? Uh, You won't have to ask who's that tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, that's for sure. You you know, these (laughs) these are, as you said, royalty, and they're famous 
and they're big names, you know, past and present. And, you know, no surprise, the NFL has, you know, really, uh, really hit it perfectly with this new, fairly new award show. I think it's its third or fourth year. Conan O'Brien is the host. He'll be great, I have no doubts. And, uh, again, it's the biggest names in all of football are there. And uh, uh, so it, it's, it's going to be really, really exciting and uh, especially coming out of the Lee Steinberg party, right? I mean, that, that to me is quite a day. Yeah, John, I, I don't know if my eyeballs, uh, I, I, I've put enough oil in them so I can look around and see. I, I have to make sure I go, go to the store that day and make sure i got a full supply. Yeah, I don't think I'm stretching it to say, having had the pleasure of going to Lee Steinberg's party at the Detroit Super Bowl when the Steelers beat the Seahawks. Uh, you know, you may see as many, if not more, famous people there than you're going to see at the uh, at the NFL Honors later in the afternoon. It, it is that that high profile of a party. Um, so, good luck to you. That is just going to be just a, a tremendously awesome day, to say the least. Uh, just the way it should be on Super Bowl Saturday. Yeah, uh, I wish there was more minutes in the hour on, on those these types of days. I know you don't want that. You don't want a day like that to end. And Super Bowl Saturday is always special, uh, to say the least. Well, that sounds great, AP. And uh, we've actually gotten to the point of taking our final break, but still lots more to cover on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. 
Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who is out in San Francisco for Super Bowl 50 week. And needless to say, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is obviously the Super Bowl, which I'm sure will again be the most watched television show in history. Uh, just like last year's Super Bowl between the Patriots and Seahawks was. I'm sure another new record will get set, just being Super Bowl 50. You throw in Peyton Manning in the, sh- in the year the Carolina Panthers have had, and you have uh, you, you know all the ingredients for what will be, no doubt, the most watched show in television history. Do you agree with that, AP? I, th- I think so, because yeah. you have two dynamic quarterbacks, Playing and everybody likes to see a party from San Francisco area, the Bay Area. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I think it's going to be a quite a quite a TV crowd. No doubt about it. And the weather for Sunday and really the whole weekend, if I'm not mistaken, you know better than me. But the weather forecast for Sunday looks just perfect. 65 degrees, sunny. Uh, you know, let's not forget this game is a out in the West Coast, so it'll be starting at kicking off at three thirty Pacific time in daylight. It'll be sort of like be sort of like the Rose Bowl. Kick yeah. off in daylight and end in darkness. Right, right. That, that's a nice time of day to start to start a football game. I really like having part of it be during the daytime and it kind of drifts into the night. Exactly, I love that. You know, it's just you know, you get the best of both worlds, and. Uh, so yeah, and the weather forecast indeed is uh, is looking good, and, and in fact, the weather is good as we speak. Yes, yes, the weather's good. It's it's in a neighborhood like it always is in the San Francisco area. About this time of year, it's it's probably around fifty or so. You know, between anywhere between forty and sixty. Wow, that's perfect. Well, good, good, uh, exactly what it should be for this. Uh, you know, special Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, and uh, I don't know about you, I remember them all. I remember uh, the first one, like it was yesterday, where I watched Super Bowl <laughs> One from Los Angeles, speaking of Pacific time zone, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Packers, and uh, yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, uh, I've only ever missed watching one Every every minute of the Super Bowl once in my life, but if I couldn't be there, I was in. If I couldn't be watching, I was in the next best place. I was a kid, teenager, and we had the good fortune to be in Washington D.C. on the day the Washington Redskins were actually playing in the Super Bowl. That's the famous Gary Premian game <laughs> against the Redskins wow. when he. Uh, Try, attempted the pass, Mike pass, Mike Bass picked it up for the Redskins and took it the whole way. But of course, the Dolphins won to complete their undefeated season. I believe that was the year. And uh, so, yeah, again, uh, that was the only game I didn't watch wire to wire. But I was in the city of Washington and soaking up all the excitement uh, of being in in one of the Super Bowl cities that that year. So, pretty cool. That is me. That is a great great story, John. Yeah, Super Bowl has always been special. Uh, the one I recall, of course, was the New York Jets Super Bowl three, and I'll never forget that day where I was. And and it, it, I'm glad it happened because I haven't been one since <laughs> with the Jets winning the game or being in the Super Bowl. Well, exactly, exactly. Uh, 
Now, that's one, again, you know, I, I watched it at a friend's house in western Pennsylvania in my hometown of Altoona. And again, you know, I was like 15 years old and just remember it like it was yesterday. I, I just do. I, you know, little did we know when we settled in to watch that game uh, that we were about to witness history. And uh, I just still remember it so vividly. And, uh, you know, of course, living in western Pennsylvania, we, you know, we had a pretty pretty big interest in watching Joe Namath needless to say that day and how he was going to perform and uh, the rest is history as they say yeah and I know that uh, Joe's supposed to be out here I'm looking forward to maybe running into him at some point yeah well that's one of the cool things about Sunday is they're you know introducing as many of the Super Bowl MVPs as possible uh, I know Tom Brady's going to be there uh, I th- I heard the number yesterday that there's going to be 42 out of the 50 or 49, I should say. And it was kind of cool. It really appealed to me for the simple reason that I had the pleasure of being at uh, Super Bowl 40 in Detroit in attendance when the Steelers beat the Seahawks. And uh, given that it was the 40th, they introduced... A whole lot of MVPs that day. I think they also gathered as many as they could uh, for Super Bowl Forty. So it, it was awesome. It was just a tremendous way to uh, start the Super Bowl. And what I always remember when they made those introductions is, you know, given that you can drive from Pittsburgh to Detroit, uh, super, you know, heavy. Pittsburgh Steeler crowd inside Ford Field that day with their terrible towels. And, of course, they're introducing numerous Steelers who had been MVPs from Franco Harris to uh, Terry Bradshaw. And uh, it was just awesome. I, I don't Of all the things I remember from that day, that may be the thing that stands out the most. Yeah, yeah I just can't wait to, to be out there tomorrow and see all the people and all the former players, and just, just never know who you're going to run into. So I just can't wait. I'm sure. I'm sure you can't. Uh, you, you know, there's nothing like Super Bowl Sunday, but Super Bowl Saturday comes actually pretty close. It really, uh, you know, everybody's in town by then, and uh, there's just a feeling in the air the day before the Super Bowl with all the, the parties, the shows, on and on that is just, uh, you know, uh, can't be replicated, you know, at any other sporting event. There's just nothing like it. It's it's the best day before in sports, to say the least. Yeah, and, and hopefully you get, you get a game that's competitive right till the last, let's say, five minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm looking for because you want us to see Everybody enjoy the, the afternoon, the evening, and stay tuned to the television. And there's nothing like competition and that unscripted drama at the end of the game to see what the outcome might might be and who's going to win the game. Yep. Well, we can only hope we have an ending like last year, which, in my mind, uh, will always be the greatest ending of a Super Bowl ever, if not the greatest ending of a sports event ever, that, of course, being Malcolm Butler's Interception to snatch uh, certain defeat uh, and turn it into a victory, which is what made it so special. And uh, yeah, yeah, 
So let's talk about the game. We have just a few minutes left here, a couple minutes. Uh, but yeah, my here, here's my thing is, you know, I said this a couple weeks ago that I had heard. The best description I heard was, you know, the Panthers are this are football's version of the of the Golden State Warriors. It's just their year. Plus, I don't think the Broncos can repeat the performance they had in the AFC Championship game. It was just so spectacular that that may have been the best game they'll play all year. And uh, and the Panthers simply look unstoppable. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I think the the game is going to be decided by that uh, the front uh, four of the Denver Broncos. They're very athletic, and if they can corral Cam Newton, um, they've got a chance. Um, and then, of course, Peyton Manning, he's got to make some throws down the field because, uh, you know, you can't let, let somebody become one-dimensional in that game. You can't be one-dimensional. You have to open up your playbook. But And then Carolina, they, they've got to mix and match and not let Peyton get comfortable in that pocket because he's he's pretty tough when he's standing there like a statue posing and throwing the football all around because he'll hit any, every receiver. No doubt about roster. it. I mean that that's his style. Uh, but Carolina, they have to attack. And I was talking to Roman Harper, and he was telling me they just can't let Peyton stand stand back there, um, like he's in the backyard having a pitch and catch. They've got to mix things up. They've got to attack him and get him to move around in the pocket. But I think the the athleticism of Denver it bodes well for them up front with the Marcus Ware and Vaughn Miller. Oh yes, they, those two are special to say the least. I think yeah, I think the X factor here and what really adds like a unique drama to the whole game is we don't know how Peyton Manning is going to play. That is the great unknown, you know, one yeah. of the greatest yeah. quarterbacks ever. And nobody, maybe even Peyton himself, knows exactly how he's going to play on Sunday. He could be great. He could be not so great. But that is really the X factor and just what's going to drive this to go again be the most watched show in television history. John, I, I think you did it perfectly because I've seen Peyton so many times as you, and he has a tendency to tighten up. Big games. And, you know, on the other side of the coin, you have Cam Newton. He's loose. I don't know if there's a guy who plays football with a, a, a looser attitude than Cam Newton, the way he's out there just moving around and throwing it throwing to everybody. But he's, he's so loose, and Peyton looks so tight. I know. It's just going to be awesome. Can't wait to watch, and... AP, just a great job. Thank you again for your perspective firsthand from San Francisco. Uh, it's just been wonderful to hear everything you had to say, and enjoy the weekend. Well, thank you, John. It's my pleasure, as always, and uh, hope everyone gets to enjoy the Super Bowl 50 this year. I'm sure everybody will, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. 